Are we going straight in? Straight in, no kissing. All right, guys. Classic style. We haven't a thing prepared. <laughs> the last night, last night, um, WhatsApp's back and forth. What we do, what we do. We actually had no idea. For no idea. But you came up with a really good one, which we'll talk about in a minute, will we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about why there was no app last week? Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> well, to be fair, we planned not to have an app. And then we drank tequila because there wasn't an app. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, would you say we drank them out of the tequila? Oh, we actually Yeah, we actually though. did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I would like to say now, oh, tequila isn't your friend. Sure, it's not. No, no, it's awful. Okay, tequila <laughs> is my friend. If you drink a good tequila and you're in my body... <laughs> I had no hangover. Oh, shut up. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so annoying. I'm so annoying. I actually like was a slightly tired, but I'm also loving our Cinderella time. You know that everything has to close at 12. I kind of loved that. I'm kind of mad about that. Home and bed for one. Also, um, with my wedding next year, because oh, yeah. that was one thing they kept. OK, like they kind of allowed more guests again. Um they allow dancing. Oh my gosh, they allow us to dance. Thanks. <laughs> Sound. <laughs> Try and stop it anyway. Yeah. Um, but they kept the 12. I still think they kept all of that. Okay. And myself and my fiance, Dwayne, are like kind of random though. Yeah. Because yes. I love going to bed. Especially if you have an early wedding. <laughs> yeah. Because other, otherwise you're just elongating the fun. You have to condense the fun when it's 12 o'clock. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But sorry, for context, we should say we went out all the alchemy teachers to celebrate us surviving one of the hardest years in business <sighs> and as a community. It was more than a year. True, mm-hmm. true. But I suppose it, it was our Christmas party, kind yeah. of, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was so good to be back together, wasn't it? Yeah, and it just was no one mentioned the C word. Either, yeah. either Christmas or COVID. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we just shared loads of lovely food and had yeah. loads of lovely cocktails. Yeah. It was um, and we're all home we're bed dancing, for one. Yeah. And we went dancing. Yeah, that which was for me. Huge, yeah. Oh, and thanks to the girls 40th, who <laughs> we gay crashed. Oh, shit. Unintentionally. <laughs> Unintentionally. I just remember looking around and I was like, are we in the middle of a party? Oh, shit. <laughs> So thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. <laughs> so much. Um, but yeah, it wasn't so good just to dance and move. Mm, yeah. It was great. Yeah. And I yeah, it was I felt like the dancing and moving was more ecstatic because it felt like the first time in it was the first time in over two years, I'd say. For sure. Mm. Yeah. I've done loads of ecstatic dance, mm. but it's not the same as nighttime and a few drinks in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ecstatic yeah. dance is amazing. Um, I did some this morning actually, it's mm. such a laugh. Just me in the kitchen and yes. barking at me, wondering why he was having a fit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's something different about being out out. Yeah, isn't there? yeah, yeah. A few bops, yeah, like. a few bops, a few bops. Um, so that's our tequila story. You were dying, really poor thing. Mm. Did you have to cut Robbie's hair next morning? Oh, I texted him and I was like, uh, "I'm not cutting your." Hair. Oh, really? I was worried about Robbie's hair going on. <laughs> <home. laughs> um, yeah, I was dying. Like I really was. Oh, I felt thing. so uncentered after it. I had such a good night, but my sleep since has been all wrong okay. as well. Um so yeah. Do you think you'd need like restorative yoga or something to help you? Beep, beep, <laughs> segue. <laughs> That's going to be our topic if you haven't already read the thing. Um, but did you have some millennial updates for us before we go? 
Oh yeah, okay. So I read during the week. We haven't done this Gen Z Millennial Corner in, in ages. In ages. Oh, so we didn't want to force it. Not because we didn't plan. But we have updates. <laughs> and they're chaotic. So um apparently now to be blonde, you're being chuggy. If you don't know what chuggy is, you can go back to F whatever. Do, we mentioned it we in did. the previous step, didn't yeah. we? Chuggy. So chuggy is kind of like it's what Gen Z's call millennials. Oh, is it? Do they call, they call us chuggy? I think so. Is that what it is? I think like they're implying we're trash. Yeah. I said I think it's what the younger generation call the older generation. Okay, is okay, that right? Okay. When we Google it. What's the what's the thing where sheesh? Oh, that's that's different. That's just that's just different. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I read something, um read one or two things during the week where they yeah, they just have no love for blonde hair anymore, like, and they think it's chuggy. And then, because like apparently they're all, you know. So blonde hair is out. Blonde hair is out. According so to Gen if you're Z's, blonde. According to Gen Z. Okay. So now you have to be, I think it's, is it called an expensive brunette? Ooh, is that us? No, we're, no. we're, we're still trash because okay. we're, we're, we very dark hair. So we don't have a whole lot of like tonal, diverse kind of tones going through. Okay. Um. So from my years of hairdressing, how I interpret this is. To be an expensive brunette, you need to have multi-tonal hair. So you actually probably need highlights on Mesh, like. Yeah. Okay. With some like chocolatey colors, some lighter colors, maybe some more warm browns. Basically like loads of different tones of brown, okay. all different kind of cool and warm tones going through the hair. Whereas our hair is really dark. So yeah. it's quite. One color. One, we're, we're a bit flat, but we're not. So what they're saying is you have to be loaded and have a load of time to get your mesh done. To be an expensive brunette and not to be chuggy. Can we all just be ourselves, guys? Ah. <laughs> I just Googled chuggy. It's an American internet neologism. Is that a word? Oh, it's termed in 2013. Wow. The term is commonly, commonly claimed to have been popularized by Gen Z as a pejorative. Ah, lads. I don't know what that means. To describe lifestyle trends associated with the early 2010s. Okay. Also being so, blonde is being like like early 2000s. Okay. We're very Christine Aguilera, Brittany, stripy blonde. Talking to Brittany. Go on, is she free? She's free, girl. Is she free? She's Woo! free. Snaps for Brittany. <laughs> well, Brittany. And her, yeah. That, that was a real t- early 2000s, wasn't it? Stripy yeah. blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually thought it was that the younger generation called the older generation, but it's actually just for trends in 2010. And in the pictures here, it's like Ugg boots. Remember, you you're wearing Uggs. They're slippers. <laughs> so uh, Live, laugh, love signs. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a girl here in a juicy couture velour tracksuit. <gasps> Do you remember that? Across the bum. I had a juicy. like. I had a really kind of um raspberry pink one of those <laughs> i don't think it was juicy but it was it was a velour one what else have we got here they're all going to come back around everything just you around. wait <laughs> we'll be we'll be cool again in a we'll few years time heaven girl boss is chuggy i think so chuggy. making friends references is chuggy i do that a lot i was never a big friends fan oh look it's wine o'clock that's chuggy <laughs> <laughs> what else um gel nails really Side partings. Scarves. Scarves. <laughs> Kelly's has them all. <laughs> Friends. Taylor Swift, what? Um, pretty much just Ugg boots, basically. Pinterest, apparently. Oh, Pinterest is class. <laughs> See, we're chuggy. Anyway, 
Chewy and Pro. Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> Normalize being chewy. <laughs> Um, so if you're blonde, sorry, you're cancelled. If you like lasagna, <laughs> if you're brown, if you brown hair, you're cancelled. Come here, where did Gen Z get off judging everyone? <laughs> I know they'd want to clean up their um environment instead or something. Although actually, no, we fucked it up for them, really, didn't and we? And I feel they're very good at cleaning the environment and being very eco conscious. Are they just good at talking about it mm. and posting on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, said so they'd be on TikTok, wouldn't they? Did well, you see? Oh, Adele's new album. It listened. Did you hear about Spotify? No. Okay, so you say what you're going to say. Just that I just feel like I've grown up with her. Do you know? Because I... she's really in her thirties now, and she's talking about. There was just a clip I saw where she was like, the record label were kind of saying your music needs to be suitable for TikTok, and she's like, I'm not appealing to twelve year olds. <laughs> she's like, I'm appealing, and then she said to thirty year olds who are going to therapy and starting out their shit. And I was just yes. like, that's awesome. not free <laughs> um so i i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry in advance sorry, not sorry i don't love adele as <gasps> in i feel no, that's okay i feel she's like i can appreciate her i think she's the best voice uh, yeah out of anyone like you know um and she's she's a really good songwriter as well which is very rare i suppose in the pop industry but i just don't really like her music it's okay you know yeah I think she's wonderful but yeah I'm not tr- I'm never you don't get it box. okay no I get it I'm about rolling in the deep it's good but it just wouldn't be my kind of music it's not your thing um but she's only- great for a breakup I only ever listen okay. to her after yeah. breakup, <laughs> and that's why I feel this album I just think and I only listen to it actually because a beautiful oh, dear soul that I shared a room with on my course mm-hmm. um Emma she's the mystical self on Instagram she's amazing like Celtic witchy kind of vibes she's fab she's from Brighton or she's from London but it's Brighton um she really liked her and she was like waiting every day on the course for the album to come out so I kind of got into her excitement oh. and um I listened to the day and again, not necessarily super for breakup or anything, but I was just like, oh, she's really matured. Okay. And her music, like there's one line in one of her songs where she says something like that wasn't, it's all about like, I'm too much of a woman for you kind of, it's mm-hmm. a bit anti-man, but or anti this person who I've showed about, but it's kind of like, um, what did she say? It's not my rejection. It's just your projection. And she kind of really goes into like, psychology of stuff which oh, cool. is interesting yeah she's an incredible singer she's an incredible voice and she's an amazing songwriter yeah I just don't really love her music um but she got spotify to cancel the shuffle button on all albums because she's like my album is I written song by song it. to take you on a journey i, I don't want it. anyone shuffling so only on her album or everyone's? everyone's I think everyone's what a legend like she changed like she got rid of that shuffle button so you can't shuffle anymore I'm kind of out about that a little but bit I kind of appreciate what she's doing and I'm like Go is it just Adele. on albums or playlists I've made <laughs> Adele get out of my playlist <laughs> just on albums okay okay right. that I agree with and actually um a foxy lady in my life was only talking about this the other day that like there are songs that literally are designed in albums to blend into each other and mm-hmm. take you on a journey so this is great news yeah I feel Traps. like Beyonce's is the same okay Lemonade especially I haven't listened to that in ages it's actually such an album. yeah like it's song by song Beautiful. she's taking you through everything 
I'm going to re-listen to Adele's album now. Mm. I'd listen to it in that order anyway, because I have no choice. Thanks, Adele. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do it now with more consciousness, mm. for sure. Mm. Um, thanks for coming to our music podcast. Yes. <laughs> have we anything else to share? <laughs> um, I feel like there's definitely other bits. Any dictionary corner? Um any words not that I can think of no not today is there anything else funny that happened on Saturday night mm. there was loads of funny stuff but it was, was a funny at the time it was a situational we had great service two beautiful mm. beautiful men looking after us didn't we mm, yeah they're great yeah we <laughs> know we need a segue how do we go in do you think Adele does restorative yoga <laughs> Maybe, but thanks, Kelly, for that seamless, smooth <laughs> segue oh. in. Um, Kelly came up with the brilliant idea that last week we spoke to Grace about yin. Mm-hmm. And so this week we're going to talk about restorative. Because mm-hmm. they're often modelled very yeah. much. Um, and because we didn't plan it, we didn't get a restorative expert in. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love restorative. I'm yeah. no expert. Um, and I teach restorative regularly. Mm. And I teach start of teacher trainings or mm-hmm. I have done um and yeah it's close to my heart it's mm. such a beautiful practice mm. um and yeah people like Grace was touching on really really mix them up mm. and I've been and you have two to classes that are called yin that are restorative mm-hmm. and I've been to restorative classes that are more yin like mm. so if people mm-hmm. didn't listen to Grace's app and they're just here now. Welcome. Will we just kind of mention what Grace said last week? Because she she said it very well and concisely. Mm. Um, so she had mentioned that yin is a practice really of discomfort. You know, you're really meeting your edge in these. It's stillness, similar mm. to restorative. Um, but you're propping to feel more sensation as opposed to propping to feel less so beautiful like, I'm thinking child's pose okay mm-hmm. so child's pose is a yin pose now I don't think it gives I don't practice it a lot or teach it because it's hard to get sensation in it mm-hmm. but a wide leg it's child pose you might feel it in the inner thighs with maybe some weights or something yes in a yin yeah. practice I'd put a bolster on my back lovely so that I'm getting more length through my lower back I'm getting deeper into it you'll see um you know, with the use of a bolster, you know, the buckwheat ones have much more weight, yeah. so they really help. I know Grace uses sandbags sometimes, like yoga sandbags, yeah. not like <laughs> the place is flooding sandbags. I just imagine her coming in with wellies and a fireman's outfit on, and she's just like, All right, lads. I wouldn't put a lot of that up in your back there. Um, whereas if you were practicing child's pose or a wide legged child pose and restorative, you might put the bolster under you yes. so that you're lifting the floor to you. And you're able to relax more into it. It's less sensation and it's more restful. Yes. That's such a lovely way to describe it. Because I think um, one of my teachers summed it up really beautifully because I was teaching on a teacher training before where it was it was a hundred hour lunar training and mm-hmm. it was half yin, half restorative. And so we were literally teaching, learning them together. And so it was really obvious the differences. But as we were learning it, obviously people were getting confused and asking questions. Um, and Ila Devi, one of my teachers, described it as yin is bringing your body down to meet the floor 
and restorative is bringing the floor up to meet your body yes and which why, is exactly yeah. what you just described mm. sandbag on your back to bring you closer to the floor is yin to encourage more sensation in your target exactly. areas get deeper into the fascia a little bit more discomfort more so positive stillness is positive stress more yes. positive stress mm. on the joints and body and then restorative is bringing the floor up to meet your body so that you are almost weightless and like so sensationless that you could be nearly asleep exactly and mm. that's exactly its intention that the body is so supported you're physiologically almost in sleep mm-hmm. but your mind is present and aware mm-hmm. or that's the intention mm. sometimes people fall asleep that's okay so it's like your body is asleep but your mind is awake mm. and in that state you can deeply rest mm. yeah so very it's yeah. conscious rest mm. as opposed to sleep which is unconscious mm. rest um, and so it's just different type mm. of rest, restorative rest. Thanks, so Kirk. if you were to explain to, I think let's use the 70 year old auntie analogy. Fact. So if you were to explain to your 70 year old auntie what restorative yoga is, how would you explain it? We put the body into really supportive positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you mean supportive? Thank you for asking, Auntie Joan. Um, do you have an Andy Joan? No. <laughs> um, we use lots of cushions, blankets. Oh, <laughs> sign me up! I feel like she's going to be drinking a port, and <laughs> and it's hot. It's hot. With a few clothes and lemon and she and bought, cinnamon stick. She bought her handbag in Kilkenny shop. Oh, did she? While it's Orla Kylie. Orla and her coats from Marks and Spencer's and she got a new cashmere scarf for Christmas. She did. In wild design. Plug, plug. Plug, plug. <laughs> do you sell cashmere scarves? Oh, we do. Girl. Oh. Such luxury. Okay, fat. Mm. Um, so we use lots of blankets, cushions and pillows. Um, and we are aiming to have the body to have very little sensation in it mm. um, so that it can truly deeply rest. Um, and sometimes a mantra or a focus is given for the mind so that that doesn't run away. <clears throat> and the idea is to put the body into the uh, parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, digest and reproduce mode mm-hmm. with the view that we can rest and repair and heal, mm-hmm. that we can start to digest not just our food, but also digest our pro- and process everything that's happened mm-hmm. to us. Um, it's spaciousness for that. And then reproduces where we repair and heal um, and turn over ourselves mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. stuff that needs to happen that can only happen when we're resting mm-hmm. or the body prioritizes mm-hmm. living. And that's, that's more mm-hmm. needed than in rest. And I would believe and I don't have any references or sources for this. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. They're just out of my reach at the moment. Um, but that the reproduce bit is actually really important for those who are actually looking to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Really important for uh, quiet there with your cup. Please. Oh, sorry. I'm slamming cups, <laughs> slamming cups around. Sorry, sorry. That's sorry, our sorry, oh, sorry. no clashes. Um, that it's very good in getting the body into a state of thrival instead of survival, which you spoke about previously, where um, the body is going to prioritize keeping you alive if you're in stress mode, as opposed to reproducing new life, which is in thrival mode. So I would do a lot of restorative yoga practices with those who are on a fertility journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I actually think it's perfect. I don't know. Can you hear it? The rain? Like, but the rain while we're talking about restorative. How dreamy. It's just all cozy. Actually, are you warm enough? I'm, it's gorgeous. Okay, yeah. I'm very warm. Um, so I will definitely say that I don't know a whole lot about restorative yoga. We gave maybe a couple of hours to it on our teacher training, but it wasn't. Um, how can it be on a 200 hour, yeah. you know? It's um, 100 hour in itself. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas my more comfortable area I won't say my area of expertise but um I'm definitely more comfortable and familiar with yin yoga because I've given many more hours to that and many more trainings um with Grace who was on last week um but I do remember going through a very difficult time a couple of years ago and I was exhausted um and it was that nervous system depletion mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling well, uh, as well as feeling very tired and very stressed all of the time. This was years ago. Um, and I remember mentioning it to my one of my yoga teachers. So it wasn't a case where there was just this advice thrown out. You know, I had kind of sought it out, which I think is important as well. And something I continuously try to work on. Yes. You know, the you should do this. And yeah. it's like I know everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um. So I've just been speaking about it and I just kind of had this assumption that I needed more yoga. Mm. I needed more and vinyasa is what I practice. So it's very yang. Yes. It's very stimulating. Um, and I, I'd like to actually talk about positive stress to, as well. Um, just after this part that, you know, stress isn't always bad. We've talked about it. Um biomechanically in our you know our physiologically in our tissues and things like that um it's not always bad but there's positive stress in the nervous system too and i'll get back to that but i definitely did not need any more fucking sun salutations nor did my nervous system and i just didn't know that at the time and i'm very grateful that my teacher who is a vinyasa teacher um was like I really think you need to prioritize restorative yoga. Beautiful. I really don't think you need to be here doing. Who was that? A shout out to them. Was it was Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Legend. Um, and she teaches restorative beautifully, actually. Um, but, you know, doesn't really teach it very often or regular mm-hmm. regularly. So that's a good teacher. It's like, you don't need this. You'd be better off doing this. Yeah. You know, and that's a good person as well as a good right. teacher. Yeah, yeah. Very because good person. Yeah. she's able to hold the fact that just because you need restorative doesn't mean what she's teaching is wrong. Yeah. And that's to have that level of awareness. It sounds mm. so simple, but so many people get attached to what they're teaching. This is the only way because mm. it's the only way. I'd, and like, this is the beauty of yoga. Mm. So many practices for so many times in your life. Yeah. Oh, this, this gets me excited. And mm. I, I wanted to say that because there's a lot of fucking exhausted people out there. Like Living I'm exhausted, exhausted thinking about the exhausted people as well. <laughs> like I, we only spoke about it before we press record. Like it's very exhausting going back into this fourth, fifth wave, whatever wave we're on yeah. all this chat. I think all of us were just beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And now I know in Europe anyway, because you know, people listen from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mainly Australia though. <laughs> um, I know we're going back into this and it's so exhausting. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so you might be under the impression that I need to do yoga and you might be like, oh, I'm going to go to vinyasa or something that's very yang. Mm-hmm. When in fact, if you're feeling really, really depleted and exhausted um, or maybe your nerve, I don't know how you would explain that, you know, it's a nervous system. Maybe you feel like, you know, 
things are very overwhelming. Mm. Even the smallest things are very overwhelming. That might be a sign that your nervous system is needing something that's restorative as opposed to other forms of yoga. And I feel that it's much easier to find vinyasa, hatha, ashtanga classes. Yeah. There's far less yin and restorative classes. And it's just kind of deciding, okay, what might be best for me? And I think if people are feeling very exhausted and depleted, restorative is a really, really, really good practice. Sure. If you think about the name restorative, you are restoring Mm -hmm. yourself back to not even a brilliant version of yourself, just a functioning version of yourself, a baseline. Mm. And like when you were saying they're depleted or that the smallest thing is going to tip you over the edge, that's your window of tolerance Mm. is really small. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second, right? But if you think about it, we all know there's people who they could be in a car crash or something really dramatic would happen and they'd be like, it's grand, we're fine, da, da, da. And I'm not talking about numbing now, I'm talking mm. about genuinely they're able to handle it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we all know people, or maybe these are the same person, but at different times of their life. Different times, same person, let's say. Where they close the boot and the handle of their bag gets stuck and it gets marked. Lose it. Lose yeah. the pl- I don't know why I thought of that as an example. Yeah. But, and I would say. Or they spill their coffee. And it's, and it's the biggest fucking yeah, disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's because in the first example where something pretty dramatic happens and they're able to handle it, their window of tolerance, their the, the space in which they can tolerate things is really broad. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second example, the space that you have to tolerate things, your capacity is really, really narrow. Yeah. And for me, one of the biggest benefits of restorative yoga is that it deeply broadens your window mm-hmm. of tolerance because it restores your ability to function as a human Mm -hmm. and then if you do it regularly you're you're you are restored and then what it can do is broaden that window Mm. and it's so interesting that you were saying about so many vinyasa classes and all that kind of stuff I've always loved restorative right and I've always been so drawn to it and when we opened the studio I was thinking I was looking at the schedule and I was looking at like the schedule of classes around Cork and I was like there's no variety very little variety and I was like, I wonder would people be interested in a regular restorative class? Mm. And I was like, in my head, like the negative part of me was thinking there must be a reason not more people are teaching it. Mm. And then I was like, let's give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I put that class on at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Consistently for the entire 18 months that we were open, that class was booked out. Yeah. I never had to advertise it. I never had to like push it like not joking I had waiting lists it was unbelievable and it became this kind of group thing people would arrive in their pjs Uh um honestly it was Mm. just blissful Mm. and it's so interesting and it just shows that a lot of people maybe who are teaching also don't prioritize their own rest myself Mm -hmm. included um and so they didn't think people other people would like that class but it just shows how much it was needed Mm -hmm. um and I, I used to be worried about people driving home because they they looked 10 years younger after the class, but they were so relaxed. Yeah. I was like, are their reaction times going to be good enough to drive home? Uh, touch wood, everyone is fine. Um, but it is the most beautiful, beautiful mm. practice. I think we sometimes forget that when we're not feeling great, sometimes to do nothing is, is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might think that it's not productive because we are in this production obsessed. I was just going to say world. The fact that your restorative class was the one that was booked out. That's a sign of the times. 
it's how and I'm not talking about it. COVID times I'm talking about the last year years and years and years 30 years maybe 20 years just that workload that people are expected yeah. to just to you know always on like yeah Yeah. always on and then it's you know I suppose (laughs) 2010 era uh boss babe you know that hustle 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 hard like that and it still happens that glamorization Mm. of hustle do you know what it is it's kind of toxic matriarchy so like we're living in a patriarchal world therefore people think the to do the opposite is for women to be in charge but we all know matriarchy is nothing to women it's to do with the feminine approach and so they think that for women to act like men and hustle 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 all the time that that's the solution and actually it's not at all the feminine approach is to flow with the times flow with the emotions to rest deeply and then peak and you know to Mm. flow um as opposed to this always on always constant not allowed to be sick not allowed to be tired not allowed to be trained not allowed to have a bad day boom 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 Mm. like yeah it's it's not sustainable for men or women regardless of the body you're in um like a balance of the masculine and feminine energies Mm. is needed um will i i'd love to see more rest for our men as well oh my god you know it's like you know, obviously there's a huge um, imbalance in gender in, you know, who comes to yoga classes, yeah. you know, um, but particularly so I'd imagine in these restful. For sure. Mm-hmm. Although I must say in my class, actually, it started, there was a group, <laughs> shout out to the Cruelies, um, like the the mom and dad and their two kids and their partners came oh, and then that kind of started I actually had 50 50 towards the end Amazing. a lot of couples came Amazing. together um, what a beautiful thing to do isn't together. that so lovely yeah. there was one couple they used to get a babysitter or I think their mom one of their moms babysit the kids and that was their date night to oh. go out and rest and they used to lie next to each other and I used to be like yeah okay they didn't talk because they're mm. in the class but like they're both going home in such a beautiful space yeah. um but no, just when you said I'd love to um, have more rest for the men, I literally want to wrap every man in Ireland up in a blanket and rock them in my lap like a baby. Is that a bit of a, is that a, bit of a kink for some people? <laughs> I mean, in a nurt- nurturing way. <laughs> That's where my mind went. But honestly, just imagine wrapping everyone up and telling them they're okay and they're loved and yeah. just rocking them and resting them I just oh my god wouldn't the world be so beautiful if we did that and this I mean the women need it too everyone needs it everyone and this might be very controversial and it might be my um opinion because the men in my life are so loving and Mm. I'm very lucky but yeah I just feel like men get such a fucking hard time you know there's so much toxic femininity or feminism there's oh my god it's I'm not sure what's worse toxic masculinity or toxic feminism both are are horrible and we just we need to come back into the healthy the Mm. healthy masculine the healthy feminine Mm. within everyone's bodies this isn't again gendered um but like if especially if you're in a role where you're maybe like um okay often the women or those in female bodies tend to do the caregiving roles with children and household again generalization but it is the way and then 
people forget that the men, okay, maybe they're not doing physically as much work around the house, but they have this huge weight often to be the breadwinner, huge responsibility, the protector, huge responsibility. Like I know my sister's husband is such a beautiful soul. When I started driving, I was late to driving. I was 23. He got really stressed. And my sister was like, what, why? And he was like, it's another person that if they break down or get a flat tire, I have to go and help them because he knew he was the closest man in my life mm. at the time that would be able to do that for me and I think the weight or the pressure of that for him was a lot because he was looking after his mom his sister my my sister who's his wife now and me then as well mm. and it was just like you know god he's amazing and he dealt mm. with it so well but like why would I have called him and not well actually I do know why because he's a mechanic but <laughs> do you know it's like yeah. this responsibility that a lot of men have um and I gotta say I kind of really feel for um I do feel for the artistic men out there um you know the musicians um the Mm. artists the writers you know um yeah I feel that it's very hard for them to pursue their creative passions Mm. because there's that expectation to be the provider yeah yeah yeah. you know and okay we've completely we're, are we engine engine number nine engine engine we're number starting, nine. Let's bring but, back. but that we is a, the men. that is beautiful yeah. nurture the men love the men we love the men um will i talk you through kind of practically what would happen in a restorative class Do. or what would happen in my restorative class anyway yeah. i teach a little bit differently maybe to other people um but if i was going with an overall intention it's to get people to deeply rest mm-hmm. i'm going to let you in on a secret now lads okay bit controversial my aim when I'm helping people set up their props is to see their sex face (laughs) Kelly I've never seen you look so stressed basically right it's something I noticed was happening okay (laughs) why am I such a creep no I love it I love my inner (laughs) creep um setting up their props excuse me virus threat protection we're we're okay thanks we've got restorative yoga we're fine um so we all know what it's like to lie down well not we all imagine lying down in shavasana right and you're like yes the end of my vinyasa practice i get to rest again why do people fucking love shavasana so much it's a restorative Mm -hmm. pose and people find it very very hearty because of the settling 100 percent um, on that note, I will say restorative yoga is an advanced yoga practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just like yin is. People mm-hmm. think because you're not moving, it's not. You are being alone with yourself for an and hour and 15 thoughts. minutes. Intense. Mm. It's meditation, basically. Mm. And so, a very long one at that. Very long one. So you're lying down in Shavasan, your legs apart, body's relaxed, and you're like, that's lovely now. That in yoga. That's lovely. That's Auntie Joan now. That's lovely now. That's lovely now. Um, so that's fine. That's what I would call fine. I would say to people that the word fine is banned in my class. <laughs> you are not allowed to feel fine. Unless they're calling me fine. Oh, well, obviously. Ah. Well, that's a good one. Um, that, you know, when people walk in, they kiss my ring at the start and then I make them worship at my feet. Perfect. Anyway, so fine is banned. You want to feel divine luxurious supported nurtured okay so you can't see my face now because it's a podcast but this is their fine face and then you might roll up a blanket underneath the back of their neck you might put a pillow underneath their feet maybe a weighted blanket on top of them an eye pillow on and then their face goes ah that's the sex face right 
<laughs> so that pure pleasure and bliss mm-hmm. of just surrendering. Yes. Just letting go. Depends what type of sex you're having. But you know that kind of <laughs> restorative sex. Oh my God, no one's going to come to my restorative class. <laughs> they're all going to be stressed about what their face looks like. <laughs> So when I'm when I was teaching on this teacher training, they were like, you know, like they they look really relaxed. And I was like, put a rolled up blanket underneath the back of their neck. And then the the student we were demonstrating on did this face. And I was like, that's the face you're looking Mm. for. And of course, the face is different on everyone. Mm. But it's that absolute lie back surrender of just. Yes, it's really subtle. Mm. Um. And so I think I've gone off track. But what what we're what I'm trying to do is people are used to feeling a certain way to bring them deeper into comfort. Mm. It's kind of like you want to feel like you've just had a massage almost, mm. you know, if you mm. like massages. Or you know when you're getting a massage and they put something underneath the backs of your legs yeah. or the hot stones come out. Oh, the hot stones come mm-hmm. out, you know. Um so for me the class will always start with a bit of settling because they could be coming in from a busy day and the mind and the body aren't settled so a little bit of conscious breath or um yeah and also I just think it might take months of restorative yoga to settle yeah and I know that would be the case for me over Mm -hmm. the years and we talked about the positive before we hit record positive positive stress tolerable stress and toxic stress um which that can take a very long time. It can be very, very hard to be still for months. And yeah. you then with that might come the, oh, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? My mind is thinking This place about... is beautiful. I'm getting everything. Why can't I rest? Yeah. And there can be stages and states of life where you can go to restorative yoga for a year and just rest so deeply and then something might happen mm. or something might be on your mind and it might be really hard to rest. So just because... You know, you've tried a few restorative classes and or maybe it takes you, you notice that everyone's able to really drop in and you can't. And it might take a couple of classes, it might take a couple of months, it might take years, you know. Um, it's just really hard mm-hmm. sometimes. And you know, other times not so much, but stick with it, you know, you're worthy of it, you know. Oh lovely. you really are. And yeah. yeah so no that's a really good one that you're worthy of it because mm-hmm. some people like again we live in this productive fast-paced society who wants who want instant results mm-hmm. that's it, another part of it yeah as well. it, it's interesting that that restorative class that I was teaching that was booked out it was pretty much the same people for mm-hmm. almost the whole year mm-hmm. because again they were they noticed that each week you were dropped out you could drop down a little bit more so mm-hmm. conscious breath and settling often give a focus just so that when the mind does wander off Mm. you can come back into presence um some very gentle warm-ups nothing at all like we're not standing at all in the whole practice really um the odd time I'd stand up for Mm. a very gentle stretch or something um again just to get into the body that's for Mm. me the warm-up is drop out of the head into the body um and then typically in an hour and 15 class might do six poses Mm. similar to yin um mm. I often try and move the directions of the spine mm. in the six ways um mm. just again it's not like yin where we're really targeting an area mm. it's more to um to stay present and eat like a, a twist will obviously aid digestion yep. as well as the fact that we're putting ourselves into rest digest and reproduce mode mm. that laid digestion itself um and 
in a way to kind of like actually that's really hit me now that being worthy to be like let's nourish our bodies let's Mm. spend some time nourishing Mm. our bodies nourishing our minds and restoring our energy it's kind of like operating on your like 10% battery Mm. I don't know about earphones but like when my battery is below 15% the torch doesn't work you know it gives me messages all the time if I'm trying to take a picture Mm. um it's kind of like can you restore your battery back up to 100% so that you function better as a human? Mm. Mm. Uh, one thing as well that stands out to me that I notice is <laughs> in yin, um, there's lots of tummy scrumbling. Ah, love and it. And lots happening. And in the butt, wind. S- not, yeah, not so much <laughs> um, sometimes, but more so like you Gurgles. can literally hear people's digestion, you know, and... I know from being a student for the last kind of 12 years that like sometimes, especially if you're new to the practice, that can be a little bit embarrassing. Oh, you're mortal. Especially in a class where silence is so highly revered. Is that, would that be the right way yeah, to say it? Yeah, and um, when we don't live in a world that, inc- that we're used to being in silence. Yeah. Most people have noise all the time. Yeah, so, you know, I might just mention at the start of the class or the end of the class, you know, notice that inner landscape can you feel you know your digestion working a little bit more you might be able to sense your heart beating a bit more your pulsation through the body um and you know if these sounds <laughs> tummy rumblings anything like that comes up like take that as a sign that you're doing the the yoga is doing the job it's it's 100%. you're hoping it will do yeah you are able to get into the state where your body prioritizes digestion mm. you know in a state of stress the la- your body actually shuts down all of that you know um hence why if you're extremely stressed you might have issues with digestion you yeah. know um, ibs or yeah yeah, yeah um, diarrhea so you know that's you being your own experiment and seeing the yoga play out literally yeah. in your body so you know it's nothing to be embarrassed about i know it's much easier said than felt, yeah but Tummy grumbles and sex face. That's what we're looking for as teachers. That's right. <laughs> and friends. That's what we're looking. We want them. We want them. But this is going to be a very crude, broad, not crude the way I'm usually crude, more overall um, explanation for people. I think this really helped me figure, figure it out. So we've spoken a bit about the rest, digest, and reproduce. That's the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the flip side of that is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, Freeze. freeze or fawn some yeah, people say freeze or appease <clears throat> and that's what most people are operating in all the time even if you're lying down on your couch watching netflix you could be in that state because you're being stimulated by light sound distracted yeah. by your phone da, 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 da. again very crude thing of what a very overall um view of what's happening but the body is so primal it's designed to respond to stresses when we need it and so our adrenaline kicks in blood flow and energy flow goes to the limbs mm-hmm. when you're stressed so that you can run really really fast away mm-hmm. from danger it's that boost of energy that when you're about to walk out across the road and a bus comes along mm-hmm. it jumps you back onto mm-hmm. the pavement pavement and so the priority is to your limbs for running fighting and muscle and muscles mm-hmm. when you're in rest digestion reproduce priority is towards the internal organs Mm. um and so when you're in the stress mode of fight flight freeze or fawn it's like 
don't prioritize digesting your food. Don't prioritize like the body healing and repairing. We're in an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Prioritize muscles and limbs for fighting, for running, for mm-hmm. hiding, for being still because the body is primal. Mm-hmm. The opposite then is rest digest. It's like, oh, okay, now we're not in danger. Mm-hmm. We can re, we can digest and assimilate our food. We can process everything that's happened to us today in the mind. We can repair and heal. And it's like, oh, we're not in danger. Now's a good time to thrive. Would you have a look at releasing an old ovary there or some sperm or something? You know, like, again, not even if you never want to reproduce a child, they are markers of our thrival in life. And I think as well, it's really worth saying that one restorative class might not bring you to that and in fact Boy. you know there's something called toxic stress um where it's not the um sam response which is your sympathetic adrenal cortical um medulla i probably said that wrong but that's your girls fight. in college girls that's in college your, that's your fight <laughs> flight or freeze you know and it's that can be very positive because like i said to you before we started recording you know positive stress um in the nervous system as opposed to in the body's structures, be it tissue, mm. um, fascia, you know, we talk about that in yoga, a lot stressing those and positive stress, but positive stress with the nervous system would be, you know, there's a fucking bear in the room. I need my nervous system to get me out of this situation. Exactly. Or I have a big presentation due for college or a big exam. I need that drive, that motivation, that adrenaline surge, mm. you had said, you know, it can be exercise when you're exercising you need your body to be in a sympathetic if you're going for a run if you're competing you know you need your nervous system aroused Mm. so you need that explosive energy as you said to the limbs so athletes need their fight flight you know you could almost say you need that arousal um so it's not bad Mm. you know um all of the time I think it's bad when you're in it constantly yes and, and then, that sleep is the only time you're not yeah which is what where a lot of people live unfortunately a lot yeah. yeah um and then you have kind of toxic stress which is a different it's not your sympathetic nervous system response so it's not fight or flight it's much um it's more to do not so much with adrenaline um the word for that is adrenal court open I think but more so to do with cortisol Mm. and it's a hypothalamus so it's a brain um the brain signals to the pituitary gland i think to drip like cortisol much in a much longer it's much more prolonged it's prolonged it's not fast it's adrenaline it's not a response whereas cortisol this is fed out over time and this can lead to like chronic fatigue syndrome um and it actually you know it 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 can stem a lot from you know trauma during childhood that mm-hmm. really affects you well across the lifespan um and i won't get into that now because it's very complex but yeah sometimes you know you might be in it unfortunately uh, many of us you know myself included might be in a situation where we have this kind of slower stress response um known as kind of toxic stress and you should be really gentle and kind with yourself and understanding that like one restorative class might not cut it Mm -hmm. it might be years of work to allow your nervous system and yourself to return to this broader window of tolerance this more restful state Mm -hmm. like and for a lot of us it's a lifetime thing you know it's 
and I'm actually seeing a lot of crossovers now with what I'm learning um in college it. with the spiritual kind of community and you know like in spirituality you'd go you know you talk about you know life long healing mm. life is healing you know you're constantly working on yourself you'd talk about clearing karma throughout your generations I'm learning about this through adverse childhood experiences you know and how adversity and trauma in your childhood can lead to repetitiveness through your generation and future generations because you just don't know you don't have the education you know behind trauma and stress in the body so it's lovely to see the crossover um it's lovely to see it more scientifically because it's it, you can kind of better understand the tools which yeah, I suppose just knowing the stress responses in the body and that we can have positive stress but also we can have stresses that mm -hmm. are a little bit more long-lasting and I think we need to be really gentle with ourselves mm -hmm. give ourselves the time space and I'm just speaking from experience when I started doing yin and started doing my teacher training I was so frustrated with myself and my inability to be still mm. I wish I was more kind to myself you know um you have to learn it you have to learn how to be We're living yeah. in a fast-paced world so we actually mm. need to learn to slow down yeah and I remember saying to people in a restorative class before I was like isn't it funny that you're paying me money to teach you to be still mm. because you've had to be so busy during this money <laughs> and people <laughs> you know have a think about exactly, it exactly yeah. like I, I'm like you're paying me money and I'm teaching you to be still and to breathe mm. they're innate. it's very hard very hard it's very hard. I'm not dismissing mm. it but I'm like have a think about that mm. and have a think about your priorities mm. which is again really hard but I keep I keep coming back to what you just said there you're worthy you are worthy. this is an investment in your future self and actually mm. it's an investment in your past self mm. just like you said because if you're in those states for whatever happened to you in the past you know you can't just keep going and move on you need to nourish replenish restore mm. um and like people joke you know oh yoga teachers always look so good it's because we fucking prioritize or usually we do movement resting healthy eating you know it's like nourish the plant from the soil up not just keep spraying stuff on the leaves mm. you know? i learned something really cool during the week actually this is through a podcast andrew huberman um it's called the huberman lab podcast it's incredible it's it's one of those podcasts where i feel like you're getting so much like thought through researched content so like the opposite Just of like ours <laughs> um for free yeah. and it's like this guy is a neuroscientist um he's a researcher in stanford amazing and um has he got a heart He's got a heart. Good. Because his most recent podcast is The Science of Gratitude. Beautiful. Because sometimes those heady people yeah, yeah. forget about so the heart. Yeah. He's a neuroscientist. And it's actually, and this is probably flipping up everything we've talked about now, but they were able to measure through like brain imaging and okay. brain scanning, you know, because I don't know what they use or how they really do it. Um, but you know, you're able to measure neurotransmitters in the brain and when you're in a state of gratitude or gratitude is impacting you and really working mm. on a physiological level um i think it's to do with serotonin they're able to see how it lights oh, up and there's more neurotransmitters there um but the most effective way to get it is when the body is in a sympathetic state so when your nervous system oh is aroused so they've studied so it's when it's aroused when you're in when fight or flight okay. yeah that you're they can tell through brain imaging that you're getting 
he kind of said like that gratitude lists don't really work even though I feel they do okay I definitely feel they do yeah and I always go back to what you said I don't know when you said it but you always say be your own experiment you know that was very wise of me your own lab scientist yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they were measuring it like with kind of groups of people that where they might have done really intense like to me it sounds like Kaplabati okay really invigorating you know um breath work to some other people they might see it like some kind of Wim Hof style breathing but it was getting the nervous system really aroused and then they would have practiced gratitude and it had a better effect neurologically um being in cold water so I actually kind of oh. done a little bit of it in classes on Mondays and uh, Monday we done our vinyasa practice was back bending so to me mm, that's fresh. the most stimulating heart opening and very stimulating so instead of like thinking about gratitude at the start to the end of practice it was in the middle where Love we were really it. aroused you know I um, wonder is that because when you're in that aroused sympathetic state of fight or flight you have to be really alert and aware and you're absorbing a lot of information mm. because you're on the like go back to primal times you're you're primitive you're like you're scanning dilate <sighs> yeah you need to be aware, yeah, yeah, aware. Yeah, yeah. whereas when you're in rest digest mode you're you're not receiving as much you're mm. existing kind of or something mm interesting so I found that very interesting that's fascinating and that's an example of positive stress yes as well you know beautiful oh this practice is so rich not just restorative but just yoga in general mm. or just being aware of the body and the mind um and that they're potentially the exact same thing <laughs> um because people want a quick fix right myself included and people want one size fits all. Mm. What the more I do yoga, the more I realize that the the beauty of it is getting to know yourself so deeply and getting to know the types of practices so deeply that you can select what you need when. Mm. Um, and people don't want that because that takes work <laughs> and it's hard. Mm. Um, and something I've been really working on the last two weeks, I was on this course and it was just such a tangible lesson for me at what state is your body's innate wisdom saying no or yes versus a blockage in the mind that's a fear say that again so let's say activity x is being presented you're to do activity x and your body is contracted Mm. Is that your body's innate wisdom mm-hmm. keeping you safe because activity X is not for you? Mm-hmm. Or is that a mental block because you're afraid of activity X mm. because previously activity X hurt you or something similar mm. to activity X? And again, you could say, are they the same thing? Mm. But what I figured out for me was when it's a fear, mm. it's up here for me, mental. Yeah when it's the body's innate wisdom of let's say activity x is really um energetically intense Mm -hmm. and i'm depleted Mm -hmm. my body is saying no to that Mm -hmm. because i need to rest not expel energy i need to restore energy yeah um and so what i noticed was when when activity x is actually i'm afraid to do it because it's a fear that doesn't actually make any sense so it was previously a fear and the body kept me safe from it or I learned from it whereas now actually physiologically I'm quite safe yeah but my body's saying don't do that remember the last time yeah 
And so I was able to drop into the body, pop up back up to the head and be like, which one of these is feeling this now? It's a dropping in, but the dropping in takes a lot of practice. I thought I was dropping in for the last eight years. I I don't think I was. I think I did it for the first time on that course. I'm so fucking glad you said (laughs) this because literally over the last two or three weeks, I'm like, I've been practicing yoga for so long and I really feel I'm only starting to come home to myself in the last Mm. couple of months yeah no that's not to say that I don't feel it wasn't a benefit over the last few years but I'm like when I think back I'm like I was so out of my body you know but yoga was bringing you in to the capacity you could at Mm. each step and this is just a sign of growth isn't it um I had this beautiful experience we did like a shamanic breathwork thing and I burst out laughing because I went on a psychedelic trip through the cosmos. There was no psychedelics taken, by the way. It was purely breath. breath. And I went on this whole trip around the cosmos and two words came, get in. And I burst out laughing, even though tingles all over my body, I somatic. Because I used to say stuff like, I need to get out of my head. I need to stop thinking. I need to get out, get out, get out, get out, get out get in get fucking in get in loser we're going shopping get in like get in like I'm laughing at it now it's so fucking simple and again I used to I used to focus on getting out of my head by moving my body but I wasn't in my body Mm. to the level that I felt I got recently Mm. again because it wasn't safe to be in my body a lot of times when I was growing up therefore my body kept me safe and I had Mm. to come out of it and that's totally fine but like I have a diploma in dance. I dance all the time. I think that was the first time I danced. Yeah. Like I fucking danced oh. afterwards. It was so beautiful. But I think <laughs> we've totally gone off topic again, but I think that's okay. I think that is what's beautiful about the practice is that it meets you at each stage that you're at. Yes. And I've, I've seen people, well, with good support I think I've seen people in restorative who are completely still but I know there is fucking chaos going on in their bodies and I've seen people twitch to fuck (laughs) and constantly move in the restorative practice but there's complete peace inside Mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah I just love that that you can just have so many people in so many positions um all benefiting to the level that they need and that they're able to reach mm. isn't it mm. okay I fucking love yoga now I was I was a bit um I was feeling a bit down actually yeah. before we started the podcast I was like what's the yeah. fucking point in teaching this I, I feel yeah I feel there is so much what's the point going on because it's been so challenging for we're being teachers. blocked at all yeah. levels like yeah and I would say there's probably a lot of gym owners, personal trainers, anybody who seems to be in those that category that were last to open up and yeah. kind of forgotten about. I'm going to say yeah. totally forgotten about, actually, um, and not prioritized mm-hmm. for the economy. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you now. There's a lot of the why am I bothering? Yeah. Why am I trying to kick this dead horse, hold classes when next mm. week they're going to tell us this, that, the yeah. other. But, you know. It's the getting in, the coming back. Get in. Yeah. And feel into it. Get in. Just get in. Um, And I can tell you now, there'd be no people to work in your multi-data centers if we're all fucking chronically chronically stressed. Bring back the yoga teachers. (laughs) Um, 
we're okay, back. We're, we're back. We're back. Engine, well, engine. It's kind of well, we're back. Oh, we're back in action, but it's a very week to week kind of thing. I feel exactly. You know, there's there's no security there. Do you know what? Now, right? I've learned this over the last year, asking for help and receiving. Mm. If you're listening, and if you genuinely value not just what me and Kelly do, but what yoga does, will you let us know? Because I actually, so this is the thing I, I hate asking for help and I hate asking for validation, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And if you could message us and tell us what yoga's done for you or why you think we should keep going, mm-hmm. wouldn't that help? I actually think it would. Yeah. And not just like us as teachers, but just in anyone general. with any yoga practice anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And I think the same for personal trainers yes dance teachers massage therapists yeah let them know how important they are because it's really hard at the moment and you don't know how close they are to giving up it's close guys it's close it's close okay that's a slight aside i'd love to just because we have a few minutes left anything else you want to know about restorative um do you feel like we've accurately covered it we were going to talk about yoga nidra but that oh yeah another ep perfect we we need a topic for next week (laughs) um and one more thing i'd like to say for me i try and create like a womb-like space Mm. really soft lighting really Mm. warm yep the body cools down when you go into your sympathetic your parasympathetic sorry your rest digestive juice um really cozy my goal in anything i do is that people exhale when they walk in mm. and the power of the exhale that Fuck could be a whole hell. episode in itself um yeah when i teach you and i don't turn on any lights so it's beautiful. candlelight because yeah. especially like atmosphere. you know atmosphere but like when you're in like it, i'm at the moment in the community center but even in studios and stuff like yeah we were really lucky when with the studio you had where you could dim the lights mm. that's very rare and the lights yeah. tend to be very bright and artificial yeah so yeah that's a like yeah it's, it's stimulating like you know um so if you'd like us to wrap you up in a blanket and hold you in our laps and rock you like a baby if that if your body has responded to that you're probably in need to restart like even my body now is like i want to do that right now <laughs> um I can I've got a few classes up online mm. I can send you I'll put them in the show notes mm. um I have some classes you can purchase if you want mm. that you can have forever um I can refer you to people who are currently teaching restorative mm. who knows where we're going to be in a few weeks time I might be back teaching it um we'd love your questions mm. um and one thing I will say about restorative is it's one I love doing at home Oh because I can be in my bed a hundred percent you know and then Shavasana I can kind of kick the bolsters and everything aside and and if you don't have the props we can show you how to make them yeah um actually I think I have a video online Mm. of like how you can turn your duvet and your pillows Mm. basically into everything you'll need Mm. um because yeah you can you don't have to drive then or walk or get the bus it's a really nice one as it's a lovely one in the studio Mm. because like Ian, I feel it can be hands-on safely, obviously, the times we live in. But, you know, I when I teach Ian and I'm just thinking of Monday night, like, I don't even like my students to have to reach over for a poster. No. I'm like, no, no. We're professional talker inners. I always say that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one thing we learn is how to talk people in. Yeah, to wrap yeah, them up yeah. in a blanket and yeah. wrap them like a baby. Um, and for me, the takeaway from this app is you are worthy. 
You are worthy. You're worthy of investing in your restoration. Restore yourself to the fucking invest and rest. Warrior mm. beauty, god or goddess, slash non-binary that you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We leave it at that. Yeah. Will we hug? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> do I sit in my lap and I'll rock you like a baby? <laughs> um bye. Bye. <laughs>